welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Today we have with us an amazing guest, a historian, a Hollywood historian, a actor, a creator, a YouTuber, also a data analyst at the Fed. Talk about multi-hyphenate. We have with us Antonia Carlotta. But before we get to Antonia, I need to check in with my sisters because we haven't really been in the studio setting together the three of us we've been at the chaos of live streams but i have to check in with my sisters this is the first time we're all together since the two of you took the reins of the show by yourselves for the first time in four years true story and rather than me evaluate didn't burn you, it down i'll take a very modern approach how do you write yourself evaluation i'm like what's very, higher than an a plus Honestly, I thought it was amazing. It was amazing. I think you did a great job. And I was I worried when you told me that you were going to talk about Grey's Anatomy. But even I oh, barely even we just, I we want to just talk about we wanted to talk about all the things you don't watch. <laughs> and I really enjoyed the discussion of Grey's Anatomy. Didn't understand a word of it, but I thought it was funny. So well done. It was. Thank it was you. Good. That that actually that's uh. That means I think I think that you did a great job, and uh, it was it was really nice to know that if something ever happens to me, the podcast will continue. Are you? No. At all? We can't. We can't. No, we, we can can't. Keep recording it. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll email it to all our friends. Like I don't know. How to post it. <laughs> I know. I, I still had to edit it. I we'll just call. We'll send out CDs. To the best people. was. I think it actually right. took me more work than when we actually just do it together. No, but really. Well, oh, anyways. Becky, had you Becky, we did Comic-Con together, Baltimore Comic-Con. It was in the Baltimore Convention Center. It was three days. It was wild. We were next to Tom days? King, the like... award-winning winner of Batman, a writer yes. of Batman. We were two booths down from Garth Ennis, who created the boys, two booths down from Frank Cho, right in the center of the action. And was... right next to our good buddy now, Gene Ha. Gene Ha. Hung out with Christmas Cavage, our guest from last week, and Vincent Kings. What what'd you think of your first big con? This was your I first. I think I've con. been I've been spoiled because we had such a good our the placement of our booth was so good. We had so much fun. The it, I I genuinely worry about doing another one because I don't know how it could be matched. It we is going to so be matched. Fun. And we're working on actually a really cool, uh, uh, getting at to a really cool community one, a smaller, a smaller um, one that is built by a fan community that's in Maryland. I don't want to mention it yet because we're still working on the details, but that one is going to be amazing. But I and and and, and it's going to be a totally different vibe. But it is. Going I, to be I will just say as though, consistently the best part of cons um, are the the people that you meet. And truly, that is the best part of it. Everyone we talked to was so genuine and fun and had great stuff to share, great things to educate me on. Because as we know, I don't really know anything about comics. But um, everyone is very kind and generous <laughs> with their explanations. And it, it's really just a great time. And I think it was um, a big upgrade from the first time we did it, as much fun as we had there, because we were just a little bit more organized and prepared of everything from how we were going to set up the booth to how we were going to run our programming throughout the day. So it felt like a lot more, uh, a lot more organized for us and, and easier to manage because three days is a marathon. I will say though, the, the, the one big problem was that we were a man down. And I'm not sure how I feel about yes, doing it again. Yes, Lily. By the way, Lily's texting us right now, telling us to move the segment along when the entire point of the segment was to actually tell Lily that we missed her. We're like Aww. winding it up. Yeah, but we have this amazing guest. And I'm like, her. I get it. But the, the con was great. The point of the segment was Let's to tell Lily on. that we missed you. Don't right? tell so my great. private chat messages to the it was, world. It was Wait, so I'm not great, getting those messages. But we couldn't do it without you. Are you messaging about me? so good, but we couldn't do it without you. Well, now no, I miss, we'll, you'll see it. All right. Well, Lily, okay, we, we missed, missed Lily. Lily. Now I missed you. I missed you guys too. I did. I did. I'm. I maybe it's my passive aggressive feeling left out. <laughs> Lily's like, stop telling me about the good time you had. The whole point was to say right. I missed you. Well, and I now missed you guys we're too. All back together, and we have a new sibling because anyone who comes on the show becomes a new sibling. So Antonia Carlotta. 
I met Hi. you through the wild world of Clubhouse during that brief period when it was amazing. And it was a lot of fun. And uh, you have some of the coolest talents and definitely one of the best, most informative and engaging YouTube channels, Universally Me. I'm going to say it over and over again. Everyone should watch this. Welcome, Antonia. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. That's the nicest introduction I could have heard. So thank you. So I'm happy I, to be a sibling. Um, you are now you are now a sibling. And before we talk about your amazing channel, which tells the history of Hollywood from your incredibly unique perspective, I'm not going to get into the spoilers of the aside from the fact that you know all this amazing information, but you have a special connection. Uh, being a sibling, we want to ask you how you're doing and what you did last night, which is something that truly terrifies me. It's something Lily would take her little children on of like a normal activity. But you I Shai just texted me and I was like, hey, Shai, would you know, just give me some more like content that I can watch before the, you know, to do my prep for the episode or whatever. And he's like, well, you know, like the YouTube channel that all that stuff. And then he's like, actually, just go to her stories on Instagram. <laughs> And, and, were a little terrifying. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. That's a weird ask. So I then clicked on them and I was like, oh, okay, I see. Shy. I guess they can't be friends in real life. Like, you guys can be friends on the podcast. But they I was can like, be friends. They just can't go just, do stuff together. You can't yeah. do stuff with Shy. Or me, for that matter, yeah. by the way. More than one ride has been shut down because of me. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Becky does beyond does not do a haunted house. And I don't think Shy. I mean, try either, but tell us where you were. Tell us all about it. And we're very glad you made it. Was anyone in your party murdered? Yeah, close. It was a close call (laughs) times, but we all managed to get out alive, I think. Um, uh, Yeah, I went to Universal uh, Halloween Horror Nights last night, which is so much fun out here. Um, For anybody who hasn't been before Universal uh, for the months of like September and October, every evening, they change the whole park to be haunted and scary. You can still ride a lot of the rides, but then they have these haunted mazes you can go through and um, characters sort of roaming the park with like chainsaws and masks and fire and stuff. Uh, and they'll just come after you as you're walking through the park. So it's really so, scary. It is really fun. Lily and Antonia, uh, why is this fun? I so I've only been to one of these. Does not so latch on to why it, this could be fun. And to be fair, I was tricked into going. Like it, I didn't know I was going. Someone but took so me as a surprise. So many people find this fun. This yeah. is like a fun way to spend. This is your, my like my husband's dream for an activity. To me, scary movies, haunted houses—they all give me that like roller coaster adrenaline rush feeling which I just happen to find really exciting. You know, I'm sure that if I actually thought I was going to be murdered, like different <laughs> story, but I know that these are just, okay. you know, jumps like designed to make me excited. And My, some of them I feel are like so you, creative. you have brain, it in your genes or something because probably because, because, yeah. no, my brain cannot differentiate between the fake and the real. And I just assume it's so all real. When you go, Antonia, are you, so if I go, if I'm with my own family, I go into protection mode. I will say I was in my family of Bush Gardens and in the evening it turned into Halloween horror. But during the day it was regular and it was 555 and we were on the wrong side of the park. And we had to get <laughs> the kids out of the park because they're more scared than me. And so we like, threw the kids on our shoulders and ran out of the park right as the guys turned into zombies. And so that was in protection mode. But if I'm there with adults, I am beyond terrified. I know I'm the first one that's going to get murdered. <laughs> So if I go with they Lily, don't actually murder anyone. But if it's I go game. with Lily and it's Becky, for fun. I know Lily's the one who protects us. When you go, are you the protector or are you more, you know, are you more relying on someone else in your crew to protect you? I think I start out by taking the role of the protector. I'm like, I've got this. Hold on to my arm. We're going to be good. But there will be scares that come up where I'm the one that like runs or jumps. What what was the scariest one last night? Because to me, I got the input from your stories. The vibe I got from you was like giddy. Like that this was fun. (laughs) Yeah. The exercise part was fun. The two. So 
I did not get a chance to go on every single maze, but my two favorites were The Exorcist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I would say my horrifying scare came from The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was it was just so good. The scary guy like in the mask uh, pointed at like this one wall. And so like we sort of looked and then another guy like came charging against the wall there. So it was like this great. I don't know. It was it was great teamwork. Like kudos to them. The Exorcist, I would say, had the best like full cohesive story going through it. That, that's amazing. Okay, so wild. You you are in Universal Studios today, but Universal Studios is in your blood. Also, you have a channel, Universally Me. I love these videos so much because you are a fantastic storyteller. I love yes. your voice, I have to agree with structure. That the imagery that you pull together, all the pieces of your story, but you also put a lot of heart into it. So tell us where Universally Me came from, why you do it, and uh, some of maybe like your favorite, your bits, like a, like if people had to go to some of your favorite videos, what they would be. Sure, yeah. So um, I, my great-great-uncle Carl Lemley started Universal Studios back in 1912, and uh, ton of my relatives lived and worked there over the years. So my, well, his son, Carl Jr., took over the studio at 21 and was uh, producing movies. My great-grandfather, Eddie, was a director there. My Aunt Carla lived on the lot, and she was in Dracula and Phantom of the Opera. Uh, so Universal is really important to me, and, you know, it, it is part of my blood. My uncle Carl, in addition to starting Universal, also won a Supreme Court case against Thomas Edison that uh, broke up the film monopoly that existed and allowed the industry to flourish the way that it has. And uh, as Hitler came to power in Germany, he also sponsored hundreds of Jewish families to come to the United just, States. Just like if that wasn't I was enough. I was really hoping, by <laughs> right? the way, that you would mention that because uh, what, yeah, we're Jews. In case we're Jewish. The people listening Sandies. hadn't noticed. <laughs> um and we've been on this thing for about two years, just about uh, mentioning mentioning a little bit about the positive Jewish history of Jewish characters. And you've you've talked about that in your videos. And I and I love that you elevated that little piece of the story that Hollywood isn't always just glitz and glam, but there were people in Hollywood who played a role in saving people's lives. And I think that's an incredible piece of the story of your family. Yeah, and I don't think that gets highlighted enough. And for if Carl Lemley had done any one of the things that he had done, you know, that would have been, been enough. <laughs> exactly. And he did all of these things. And somehow, like most people, you know, that you go up to on the street would have never heard his name before. And so as I started learning more about my own family history and started realizing how little of it was out there, that was um, sort of the catalyst for me then to start Universally Me and to, you know, use it as a way to learn about my family, a way to learn about history, a way to learn about the city that I live in, and then also to share that with other people and hopefully continue um, his legacy and his story that way. So, all right. And, and I want to congratulate you because... A hundred thousand, more than a hundred thousand now views, right? You've you've yes, crossed a yeah. really big milestone recently, which is amazing. Um, uh, you know, and it's I haven't looked at my numbers in a while. I think I crossed, I think I crossed two hundred thousand. Okay, views. so it was a hundred thousand <laughs> earlier this year, and I know you announced it, but mm -hmm. but that was a bit. That's a huge milestone. It's, and thank it's, you. It's amazing to have that kind of impact, and that's an exciting thing because it's not like you're doing you know dance videos or those weird mukbang things that becky watches where i don't watch those oh my god i don't watch those i don't know you seem to know a lot every time we pull food out of the freezer becky's no. like anyone doing a mukbang video That's, first of all <laughs> you're just jealous because i'm the youngest and therefore the most in tune with 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 the culture these with days the culture these days and two, don't tarnish my good name by saying I watch mukbang videos. I watch okay. ASMR videos. Okay. Two very oh, different by the way, things. Antonia's voice. Antonia oh, I love I'm your voice. I'm addicted. I, Can Antonia's voice be an ASMR yes, voice? I think so. I, think I highly enjoyed your storytelling. And, and I, I have to say a few things, Shai. Can I say a few things? Of course. Okay. I don't I mean, think we can stop you. Host the show now. I don't think we can stop me. Good. Number one, I like, I really appreciate your storytelling, and I like how you do it in a very concise manner. 
Like, I feel like there's so much detail probably. And Lily um, almost wishes she could be like, I can't do anything concisely, but um, you know, the story of of, about losing the studio and that's a seven minute video. And I feel like that could be a 35 minute video or an hour or just that, you know what I mean? And I feel like you tell it with such heart and enough detail that like, I get the drama of it and it's something that people can digest and enjoy, but it's hard to have, I think every video be an hour long, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? About um, anything. And so I'm, I find that very impressive. Number two, specifically in that video, I just have to mention that um, unfortunately when your family did lose the studio, which I guess you, you talk about it briefly, but it is, it is a pretty big bummer and you know, and how it happened too, because it seems like an unfortunate business deal, but yet your great, great uh, uncle, right? Your great, great Mm -hmm. uncle, you know, he loses everything that he built kind of his son's fault. Pretty (laughs) shitty. And then he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not just going to be rich and like pissed off. I'm going to go save hundreds of Jews. Right. Like that, that, that chronological order I find is very fascinating and important. Absolutely. And that's, you know, one of those things that I use to power myself through my day, you know, if things are really crummy (laughs) or I'm having a tough time. It's like, well, he lost an entire studio and then went on to save hundreds of lives. Like, I can get through this or I can be better. It's, or I it's can... a, quite a role model. Absolutely. Of, of like, yeah, for an entire family. And it, I think it's very cool that you're carrying on that legacy. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome. And then the other thing, and I don't know if this is out of order, but I just, the other thing I want to say is like, as a, someone who studied cultural studies, you're Frankenstein. Um, what well, no, is a perfect time? It's a perfect yeah. Time. You're, you're you Frankenstein. Well, I'm just telling, I, I could ask a question, but I just want to just open up by saying that your yeah, Frankenstein I'll, video I'll and your Frankenstein passion and the the labeling of things, I think is so fascinating. And that whole debate is amazing. Oh, the, and the Frankenstein. The, so your the comment section talk- is even better. <laughs> the, li- the, the, the comments the, on the, the video, the, I went deep into those. The video where people are referencing is my absolute favorite on your channel. Yes. I have watched it more than once. And the video is called, everyone should look at it. It's called, you can call the monster Frankenstein. Here's why. And Antonia lays out why. Antonia, could you briefly lay out why? Well, can like, you just, wait, can, before you do that, can you explain this issue that this is actually a quite a big deal? Yeah. So, so there's a debate that's gone on for decades, hundreds of years, centuries, whatever, at this point, about whether the monster is Frankenstein or whether it's Frankenstein's monster. Can you call the monster Frankenstein or is it the monster and Frankenstein is the the scientist? scientist. Uh, And I have faced this debate like hundreds of times on my own channel because anytime that I will say Frankenstein, I will get a comment uh, that are like, that's not Frankenstein, that's the monster, Frankenstein's the doctor, you know, and all of this stuff. And I get um, a lot of people trying to like teach me in my own comments as though it's the first time I've ever heard it. And it was sometimes explaining. Yes. And sometimes it's frustrating because it'll be in a video where I will say something like, hey, I know that there's this debate, but for this purpose, because, you know, this is how Universal did it. I'm going to call him Frankenstein. And I'll still get comments telling me, you know, I was wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. No. Um, And And, and Universal made the movie to tie it back to your family history. Yes, exactly. So I'll say, you know, oh, maybe in the book it was this way, but here's how Universal chose to do it. So I'm going to do it this way. And then I still get a lot of people. So uh, I did break down, you know, all of the different reasons going back to the book and the play and, you know, Universal and um, just about how language evolves and changes. And so maybe at one time, it would have been an okay argument to say, no, he's only the monster, but now he very much is Frankenstein and um, you just go watch the video. I say it much, much more clearly there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a fun one to make because I felt like I got to just be like passionate and put it's, my It's very there. cool. And, and to know that, you know, the legacy, there's so much legacy that you have in your family, but the, the specific Frankenstein one is phenomenal. Like that's pretty incredible. 
And I do really like the point that, that and I that you agree on. I got nervous for a second. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to disagree with her. But I do appreciate that you said, let's let the literature speak for itself and kind of the rest of pop culture be in a second camp of calling. Because the literature is a bit different, you know, mm -hmm. where it's I also not think named. That eliminates but... something that we do talk about sometimes when people get really attached to the book version. And sometimes you have to let the the tv version or the movie version become its own canon right like at a certain point it exists as a thing as a medium for sure right stuck with that original thing right there's so much you know going from the book to the movie that was changed and that can be another part that you know has evolved that's not exactly as the book is yeah, and I mean, come on, how many books are how really many people in the movie, guys? No, really? that's not true. A lot of them, but I mean, Please. also in today's pop culture, how many people when they reference Frankenstein are talking about the book? Right, a, a bunch of English <laughs> literature <true>. majors. <laughs> that's it. Like, it, you know, let's be honest. So, so yeah, I just that whole debate is so cool. I really appreciated that. Yes, so, and I, I did still have a lot of people with a lot of strong opinions <laughs> yeah. in those comments, and occasionally. I, not to like be negative here, but occasionally just sometimes things that I addressed in the video, they were like telling me in the comments. And I was like, no, if you, if you watch the video, just I watch addressed video. this. Yeah. Right. That, that, that video is awesome. I want to name check a couple other of your videos and then ask you a little, and then we're going to talk, we're going to dive into monsters because right. it's Halloween season. We tried yes. to schedule this before Halloween, but you know what? It's still Halloween season. It's cold. It's always Halloween it's season. <laughs> Um, well, it's the night before Halloween. Yeah, we're recording this oh, the night before right. Halloween. So even so, though this will drop next week, you know what? It's still our Halloween episode. People are still uh, eating their we're, candy. We're doing we're the best we can. Still eating their candy. I mean, I'm still eating which people. Candy. Uh, okay, <laughs> so the, some highlights for me: how my family lost Universal Studios is the whole Carl Emily Jr. story told in seven minutes. It's extremely compelling. Uh, there are so many interesting, surprising twists. It's so cool. Uh, you can call the monster Frankenstein. Here's why it's amazing. Then just the breakdown of the monsters, part one and two, are also greatest hits. Check those out. Are there any others that are huge favorites of yours, Antonia, that you would tell folks to go check out? Yes. Um, a couple of years ago, I interviewed my Aunt Carla. That's a wonderful four years video. Old. Yeah. Um, and she, she grew up living on the Universal Studios lot. She was in Dracula and Phantom of the Opera, which I mentioned earlier. And she was just full of stories. So I definitely recommend watching that. Uh, I also really love my video. I think it's titled uh, My Uncle Fired Walt Disney. Oh, uh, I saw that's that. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's about how Disney started uh, working at Universal. He created Oswald the Lucky Rabbit there. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was when he was fired that he went on to make Mickey Mouse and uh, oh. you know everything changed. So I think that's a really what, interesting so you, video. And, so you're even responsible for all of Disney. Yes. What you're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there's a way that I could claim ownership of that too, that would be great. Fun, fun fact, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, I believe, got traded back to Disney with Monday Night Football. Eventually. Al Michaels with Al Michaels, Al Michaels. Yes. Yeah, Who I that is I a had deep no cut, Shay. <laughs> I know. I'm impressed that you know that. I had that no is... idea until I was making the video, and then I I play fantasy football now, so I watch a lot of football. And one day he popped up, and I was like, "Oh, he's he's still commentating sports." So I guess oh, it was a good trade. Al, Al Michaels. I mean, the, Al Michaels. I don't. I watch football. That's really the only sport I love. Uh, but Al Michaels is, you know, how our parents and grandparents talk about certain voices like the Vin Scully's and the, all these old Al Michaels is that guy for me. He is like the voice of sports for me. He he called a lot of the most important moments. And so Al Michaels, do you I, think that was a good trade? Do, do I think it was a good trade? Uh, I think it's sort of an immaterial trade in the in, in a sense, like what does NBC Universal need the like Walt Disney's old rabbit for? What are they going to do with it? Like, like put him, Fair. you know, put him in, like have him fight Frankenstein. Like put him in a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> I do like seeing that there are the way that there are Mickey ears at Disney. They have Oswald ears now. And it feels like a little Easter egg for me anytime I'm at Disney. Oh, yeah, that that's really cool. And, and also the thing is, is that at the time, 
they were moving the Sunday night football crew. They were moving Michaels and Madden together. They were putting Michaels and Madden together. And that was really important for the sound of football at the time. And I personally think Al Michaels is more important to sports than a rabbit that Universal probably was burying and not going to use because it would be a nod to Disney. So, you know, this isn't your grandfather's Disney either, right? The, uh, Universal. This is another version of Universal. So anyways, so that's where I am on that one. I hope is that too too much of a hot take. Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. I'm leaving let's, the podcast. Let's talk monsters. Okay. We are going to now, we're going to put you on the hot seat. You're going to play one of the most important and the newest, one of the newest, it's not the newest, it's one of the newest Friday night movie games. It's like a year old now. Um, it's called the Comparathon. It was actually created by one of our fellow podcasters. Well, it was created by us, but it was named by one of our fellow podcasters, Chris Royce, while he was a guest on the show. And it's called the Comparathon. And we are going to force you to choose and justify your choices as you go. You don't have to take a long time to justify them. But I'm going to name a universal monster because they are the universal monsters. I think people don't often really understand that these really are. These were made. The reason why we all know about them is because Universal Studios made these monsters famous. The Universal Monsters. And then I'm going to bring another one up. And then you're going to have to say either or, and we're going to go through them. And then one will be named Antonia Carlotta's champion. And seeing how you are the Hollywood historian and expert in Universal Studios, that one will just have to be the champion. So whichever one Antonia says, that's the best one. Lily and Becky, are you cool with Power that? Power is a blessing and a curse. Yep. I All think right. it sounds okay. great. Studios All right. Great. So Dracula. And then Dracula versus Frankenstein. Did you have to start with like the big two? No, you know what? You know what I'll do? You know what I'll do? I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to. I'm going to leave Frankenstein for the end. All right. So Dracula <laughs> and the mummy. Yeah. So between the two of them, and I love both of those movies very much. I'm going to go Dracula. I love that he's charming. I love that he's smart. I do like the accent. I'm a big Bela Lugosi fan. Um, and my aunt Carla spoke the opening lines in Dracula. So to the movie itself, I have quite a, um, quite a connection. So between the two Dracula, but I do love the mummy very okay. much. Very cool. All right. Dracula and the invisible man. Again, I'm going to stick with Dracula. Um, I love the invisible man. I love that the invisible man is like, uh, like a pretty gory, violent film as far as those old ones go. But I'm, I love my man Dracula. And a really creepy concept when you really think hard about it, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Now, Dracula and one in which you, one in which you have, there is a magnificent picture of you taken. I don't know if that even counts as a cosplay. It's art. But where <laughs> you are made up as the Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, yes. I, very cool. And if you want to throw Thank any you. facts about that picture, because that's on your on your YouTube page. That's like the banner. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, a couple of years ago was approached by this photographer, um, Chris Hesby, who is just really talented. And he came to me with this idea of I would love to do a series of you dressed up as the classic monsters. Let's start with the bride. Um, and he put together this whole shoot and it turned out I mean, absolutely incredible. And through that now artists as well have like painted pictures of me as the bride based on his photography. Uh, it turned into the most incredible thing. Um, but yes, feeling like that it was just another way that I got to be a part of my family's history and feel, um, you know, that I was again carrying that on in a new way. So anyway, um, yeah, it's so hard for me to pick between Dracula and the Bride of Frankenstein, but I am going to now uh, swap seeds to the Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, just has a little bit of an edge there. That's very cool. Becky and Lily, that would be like if someone took a picture of us as a giant piece of locks. I was just thinking that. I would dress <laughs> Were you up thinking as locks? Yeah, I was and thinking. Maybe uh, yeah. Because Jews. Jews. No, because our well, grandfather owned a fish store. Oh, <laughs> wasn't like a generic Jewish. Well, I, I feel like it'd be much cooler to be like. I, thought, I was wondering why you're going so generic. I mean, he was also a New York City firefighter, so I feel like. Yeah, but like, what are you gonna? That'd put be cooler. Me in like a sexy fireman outfit. That's weird. I'd, yeah, I'd rather that than carp. I would heritage. definitely rather cosplay as a piece of locks. Um, no. Okay, the bride versus the, all the fixings. The Wolfman. Specifically, uh, the Wolfman, not the werewolf, but the Wolfman. Because yes, I feel like that's yeah. more iconic. 
I did make um, a video about the Wolfman earlier this year in which I say I respect the film. I think it's good, but the Wolfman has just never been my monster. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sticking with the bride. Okay. Now, the invisible woman, I admit, I did not even know that was till I did some research for this episode. So I, I imagine she's not going to have much of a chance versus the bride. No, not even okay. close. I mean, we don't know what she looks like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one is pretty cool. The creature from the Black Lagoon versus the Bride of Frankenstein. That's a very cool one. I love the creature. I love that movie. Something about the aesthetic of the whole thing. Um, also, a book worth reading is The Lady from the Black Lagoon, which is about the woman, uh, Millicent Patrick, who created the look of the monster, who was very much buried in history by men at Universal who were threatened by her mm. popularity. She went on a whole, um, uh, I don't know, quote, like a publicity tour and whatnot after was gaining some notoriety and then got kind of blacklisted and smushed down. So, Book worth reading, a movie worth watching. I still love The Bride a little bit more, uh, but The Creature is like one of my favorite movies. And anytime I watch like Jaws or even Anaconda, like, you know, any of those kind of oceany Amazon scary movies, I can see how The Creature influenced those. So that's fantastic because I often will pop off about how Jaws is the movie that everything came from, but it's good to put that in some perspective. So thank you. Of course. That, absolutely. That's really cool. All right, Jaws. All right, Jaws, Steven Spielberg. You think you're so hot? No. <laughs> uh, all right. The She-Wolf and the and the bride. So funny. I had to look up the She-Wolf and okay. I actually found out you never see a She-Wolf in the movie, but it is June Lockhart who played the mom in Lassie, which was like my favorite when I was a little kid. Oh, oh wow. Not going to win over the Bride of Frankenstein, okay. but I just found that so... Uh, just so fun to find out. That's a, um, I think it came out in the like mid to late forties, which is a little later than most of the videos that I do. All right. And now we are going to close out. The bride is going to go up against two heavy hitters. So I'd saved a heavy hitter for the end, but now we're going to go against two. So the first is the phantom. I love the phantom. I love Lon Chaney, the man of a thousand faces. Um, he did, you know, all of his own makeup for that movie and he like really committed to it. He put like egg whites in his eyes and, you know, would sort of wow. um, deform his cheeks. To He made his face look like a skull basically was the idea. So talented, so scary at the time. But aesthetically and like, I don't know. I just love the bride so much. I'm going to stick with the bride. Is that like anticlimactic? I guess we still have one. No, left. no, you have one left. No, no, no. There's but I love the Phantom of the Opera. And my, my great aunt Carla was the prima ballerina in that as well. The, um, wow. Comparathon, we declare a winner, but it's also a trick in order to get you an expert to weigh in on all these amazing movies really quickly. It's like mm -hmm. we're squeezing in and getting a crash course in <laughs> the Universal Monsters. All right. And now... We mentioned, we've talked about him a lot today. The Bride of Frankenstein versus Frankenstein. Yeah, and so this one, I think it depends on my mood because I think, I get asked about who my favorite monster is a lot and I think I, I, think I go back and forth between The Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein. Today, my choice, final answer, is going to be Frankenstein. And I say that because... Well, I really love both movies. I love both monsters, but Frankenstein is the star of the show in both. The Bride does not get so much screen time. While she owns the minute or two that she's got, that's about it. And Frankenstein's carrying the rest. And I feel like he's so lovable, right? All he's just—it's heartbreaking. Kind of, I mean, the first, the original one is such a heartbreaking it's sad. movie. Yeah, yeah he's it's just so trying to understand the hard. chaos in the world and like what's going on around him. He just wants a friend, uh, and I want to be his friend. So Frankenstein—that's that's the that's the one. All right. That's amazing. All right. He's been declared. Okay. Now we're going to put you, now we're going to put you, we're going to take like a couple minutes before we wrap up and we're going to put you into the signature game of Friday Night Movie. Just two quick rounds. And I don't think you've actually seen this because you have told me this before that while you're an expert on the classic movies, you haven't seen a lot of the modern adaptations, which is usually that makes this game even funnier. And Lily and Becky are going to weigh in and help you decide also. So I'm Do they gonna, get to go first? 
sure they'll no go. no i mean sure maybe i mean they'll go i mean lily first of all never follows the rules becky sure. will follow the rule lily will have an opinion and they'll all be misshaping the rules becky <laughs> will take a while but have strong opinion and then I'll, i feel you know, like so i usually answer yeah pretty reaction. pretty yeah gut reaction i mean this is about gut so okay so in the 90s, which I don't know everybody, I mean, my sister's age, I don't know your age, but in the 90s, I remember this period very clearly. <laughs> also, the, the, for some reason, a number of these movies had apostrophes. They were they were billed in the possessive. The, the most comically named, <laughs> but probably the best movie of the group is. So we're going to play By Rent Meh. The way By Rent Meh works is that each, By Rent and Meh are the official rating system of Friday Night Movie. We actually have two other categories that have been added to the rating system bleh and sell but we're not <laughs> going to complicate things with that today okay and by rent met um by rent met are uh um so you have to assign each of these three things gets only one of the things by do you remember the video store era would you, yes. you interact with video stores okay so you'd buy a video a VHS that you loved for $20 in the nineties was like 200 today. And then, or you <laughs> rent it for five bucks for a day or meh. Now meh doesn't mean throw it out. That's the difference between our game and the other game. That sounds like this meh, depending on how you deliver the meh, it could mean, I don't know. I didn't like it. Maybe it's just, I have an ambiguous feeling about it. Right. Or, or maybe uh, it's just fine. Right. Or, you know, the meh has, all the different meanings you wanted to have. So it's a little bit of a wild card. So your first option here is Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is the funniest name for what I think is a pretty cool movie ever. Then you have Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, only one possessive, and then no possessive, which is Wolf. Now, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. The longest the title time, for a movie ever. Do you think that there was like an actual fight between the estates of like, well, if if his name's there, then I want my name there? Or like, is this I don't a know. thing? I, I don't I, know what I it could be. Because I, it's just that was also when they had William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Everything had to have. Had, it's it was like the origin title. William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet, right? Like everything was very serious back then. And so, and I think Mary Shelley, was it, was it uh, Kenneth Branagh who directed that? I think, I like, think everyone so. was so, but that one has Anthony Hopkins. It has Winona Ryder. It had Keanu Reeves, but like first popular Keanu Reeves before he became the, the level of star he is now, which is way more respected. It, it, so that one had those and, and, uh, Gary Oldman before he was even more famous. Then Mary Shelley had freaking Robert De Niro in it. And then Wolf had Jack Nicholson in it and Michelle Pfeiffer at right. very, very, very peak periods of their careers. Okay. It is Kenneth so, Branagh, by the way. Yeah. Okay. See, I remember these things. Frankenstein. Byron May go. And Wolf is a famous director too, I think, Lily. I feel like it's like Jonathan Demi or Barry Levinson or like one of those like guys. <laughs> um, but uh, Antonia, if you've never seen them, it makes it even funnier. Mike Byron. Nichols. It's Mike, Mike Nichols. Mike Nichols. Okay. I knew it was like <laughs> a Jewish hilarious. guy. I knew it was a Jewish guy who did wrong. So <laughs> it's, so, it's like so intense in the 90s. Yeah. What a, what a, like, it, it was like the 30s and then the 90s. <laughs> All these movies were remade. It's wild. All right, Antonio, we've given you time to stall. Bye, Rent Meh. Okay. So do I have to do them in order? Can I start with my Meh? Yeah, yeah, Go yeah, ahead. Okay, I'm going to start with my meh. It's going to be Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I feel like I have a memory of starting the film and not finishing it, which means that it must have been a real-life meh. I am going to rent Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. I love that you're referring it to that because it's the only way. Thank you for using the it. full name. Yes, I, I would never disrespect it. And uh, I am going to buy Wolf. And that is because Michelle Pfeiffer was my first crush. She's my only crush. And to me, that alone is worth owning the movie. That's amazing. Michelle Pfeiffer, absolutely one of the greatest of all time. I, 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 before I could have like romantic crushes, I just always loved Michelle Pfeiffer. Like there's a whole group of women that I 
like married as a to young the mom kid that I loved. Yeah, exactly. That movie like, was like Grease Two. Grease Two is the one that did oh. it. Oh. Married to the mob. <laughs> married to the mob. Married to the mob. And if you want to see a latter day Michelle Pfeiffer movie that I think is a gem that is unappreciated. It is oh, the Paul Rudd one? One with her and Paul Rudd that was made by Amy um, Heckerling. It's it's like not a Clueless. perfect movie. But and it, it dated itself a little bit. And it's dated, right? but I think it's, it's cute. Um, oh, I'll find I, you the name. Did any of you guys I'll see find. French Exit? My mom did on mom the plane. She watched it on the plane. She just texted us. That's where I watched it as well. <laughs> I kind of really liked that movie. It was yeah? like, that's quirky and interesting enough. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take cool. that, Rick. A good Rick. So, which, um, and if you want a cute, okay, if you want, I'm looking cute, it up, Shine. It's called I Could Never Be Your Woman. Woman. It's a cute movie that got shelved, and I'm sure there was studio meddling. <laughs> and it, it's, you can just tell that this movie was not finished properly. I put it in the, you know, but it's, you'll find it on some streaming service somewhere at some point, or, or actually, you probably have to buy a DVD because like everyone's probably disowned it. But I think it is an underrated gem. It's really, it's very cute. It's got, it's got that, it's one of those LA movies where she's a showrunner and he's a young actor and they date and it's about an older woman dating a younger man and sort of subverting age expectations. Not super deep, but it just shows you how awesome Michelle Pfeiffer is. I mean, she's timeless. Yeah, she's timeless. She's perfect. She can do everything. Um, okay. Next one is. The comedies. I feel like maybe this is too on the nose. Maybe you get asked by this too often, but I do love a good comedy. Um, Young Frankenstein. Oh, these are, but we're going to get more specific. We're going to say comedies that involve Mel Brooks in some way. Okay. So Young Frankenstein directed by Mel Brooks. Dracula Dead and Loving It, which is directed by Mel Brooks and he is in it. He plays the Van Helsing character. And then a major favorite in my family's house, <laughs> the most watched of the Hotel Transylvania movies, which is Drac uh, Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation, because he plays the grandpa Dracula in that. Um, uh, Byron, man, those three. I am going to meh. Dracula dead and loving it. It's I like saw that. I don't know how I saw that coming, but I did. <laughs> I saw that in the theater and I agree. It's the <laughs> one that I know the least about, honestly. I am going to rent Hotel Transylvania three summer vacation. Uh, it just sounds like it might be a good time to watch. I will say it is the best of the four Hotel Transylvania movies. <laughs> All right. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, that's that endorsement's enough for me. And then uh, I am buying Young Frankenstein because I like used to love that movie. I still love that movie. I just haven't seen it in a couple of years now. Uh, classic, classic. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Antonia Carlotta, we are nearing the end of the show. We're in the last couple minutes. And the end of the show always ends with our shout outs and recs, which is anything you want to shout out to, anything you want to recommend. You don't have to go first. Don't worry. Uh, we're going to take a spooky theme. I can see Lily has already not followed the instructions based on the fact that oh. it's late where she is. Uh, so, but you can give oh, your regular recommendations. Lily. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, um, but go for it, Lily. I, cause no, cause I feel like one of these recommendations is, is based on something I told you to watch. So I'm very excited for it. Uh, and I'll throw in my regular ones too. Just try to have one Halloween themed spooky Sure. I mean, I would say that recently I watched The Quiet Place too, and I feel like that counts. And if you hadn't seen it, because it was kind of like a weird pandemic release, like it was released in theaters, maybe not. I don't know. I feel like all of a sudden it was on iTunes, and I just saw it there, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that movie came out. Um, that you know, so to some people probably Antonio would agree it's not considered a scary movie, but. I think it's a fun enough sort of, you know, there is an alien situation and there's a few, you know, fun, quick scares um, that I would say you could watch that on. I just got something I watched recently um, on Halloween, but Shai did um, gift me the, what is it? The new Halloween with um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. Halloween kills. I did gift you that. Yes. I figured you saw the first one, which was great that your husband had no idea. Well, look, there's like four different versions of that movie and I've seen right. none. He of was them. very confused. Um, <laughs> but um, so I have to see that. And then just I'm gonna can I give my other Rex? Yeah, yeah, just throw them in, go for it. Um, 
Okay, I watched The Chair on Netflix. <laughs> oh, with Sandra O. Oh? Yeah, I so really, I watch, really like that. Watch it that. with mom. I did, but she had already seen it and Which forgot the, that she saw it. I feel like that upgrades so. it so much, though. That's not I'm fair. I'm sorry, Lily. I think it you does. owe me something. No, not for that. I was, for the chair. No, I was I gonna see it. it. I watched you watched it first. Okay, and so I told you to see it. You weren't. Gonna no, that's true. I was a bit like on the fence, and then I got to recommend. That's, that's it's not, not a full. I told you. Show. Show. Lily watched it with mom. You can't. That's not even. That's like she ran a race on steroids. Like that's you can't true. even count that for the stats if you watch a show with so, mom. So it makes mom everything goes better to visit watching. for thirteen months, and I get no. I told you shows. No, you don't okay, get no. To I told you shows, rules. but that particular show. Mom's has, willing to watch anything. If you watch that show, she is. That woman will watch garbage TV. She'll watch anything with you. If you watch yeah. a show with Lily, Sandra you watching oh, something with her the other day where she was so scared she was screaming and covering her eyes. You were telling a story the, about how the quiet place too. That yeah, was but, the one? Yeah, but she you, uh, screamed so loud at one point <laughs> that she scared the living shit out of me because she screamed so loud and my mother-in-law was here too and she I thought that woman was going to pee her pants. She's like super into horror and only watches like the most horror. Like my mom in law, God bless her. She, you like nothing scares that lady. She loves she horror movies and she suspense and just hung out with the murdery. Yeah, people at the guy. yeah. Like, she would have been just, like, "This is boring." You would have tried to take a selfie with that Texas Chainsaw guy, that right? And so she, much more than watching the actual movie, she enjoyed the me and mom show experience of watching this movie um and and so and it, the other day she texted she's watching the squid game right now which everybody's talking about and i'm just like i don't have even enough time to then go and watch no, like you, you know no, korean you. like horror television and she texts me she's like oh i'm watching this and i'm like oh i supposedly pretty gory right she's like it's just not the same without you <laughs> like to like hear my reactions of like ugh, ugh, the whole time anyways then goliath talk about season two shy that is that show is so fucked up man like well, season two is that i would say that's very halloween weird, and then yeah that's did you finish season two yet no not yet you not have yet, to call me when you finish season two because it's it is. so and look going you know the chair had one duplass brother this is the other duplass brother the, he's amazing um what's the other mark mark duplass he's mm -hmm. god that guy is i give him kudos because that part is really 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 intensely bizarre and dark very very dark and he's played dark characters before but goliath on amazon prime is a cool lawyer kind of detective -y kind of show but it's if you're into dark it's it's great um, and the acting's fantastic. And then we watched Free Guy, which was fun. I watched that with mom, so that's not fair. I can't tell you what that's right, really exactly. like. Exactly. That's like that woman was cackling. She loved it. Oh, that Ryan Reynolds, he's so cute. Like that, you know. So I don't know if that movie was actually good, but I enjoyed it watching with her. And then I'm curious and if anybody's seen the show. I don't I think you would. This is like your nightmare show. Uh The Verge, which is Julie Dupley new show she Julie the one Dupli? from like from the Dupli? from before Dup sunrise Dupli? yes she wrote um a show and i think it's like a six or eight episode show on netflix about five women in their 40s um and like the things that are going on in their lives or whatever and yeah, I was kind of like, that's a meh to me. I'm kind of disappointed. It's I gotta tell you, I, I mean, I, in, I, I sold I, that after the first app, and I'm, I was so I'm sad interested I in that. But if it's just Elizabeth Shoes in it, but if it's just a telling of like Delphine? people's boring lives yeah. that are like my life, then I'm not. Interested. It's not you know, that it's boring, but shy, you have a, and and I don't mind this genre normally, but shy has a specific loathing for a genre about privileged people who just complain the whole time. And I and I don't I don't mind that genre. Yeah, but, I don't watch French Exit after all. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. I so just it's like think, like successful privileged people who just fetch like, for I'm the like, entire so show you need is therapy. not therapy. Go do the work. Like, like go. <laughs> You yeah, know, go so find, this show is go find one hundred for yourself in a meaningful and, and, way. Like, like I don't mind watching Nine Perfect Strangers or Big Little Lies. Like all of like I don't mind. Like, like I said, rich people in drama. Are, I don't care. Nine Perfect Strangers already has two strikes for me. Only eight episodes and no Brunson Pinchot. It, like 
what are we talking about here? If Bobby Bartakamus isn't in the that, White Lotus, was that the same thing? Oh, right, no, yeah. All, I, I loved White Lotus. I did love that show, though. Loved I did it. love that show, but the there's a murder why, mystery. Which, no, but the reason why was Connie Britton. They were bad. Her hair. All of the characters were bad in it. They weren't. Mm -hmm. They weren't really sympathetic. That's right. No one's inherently than, good. That's different it, than. Then when uh, you're supposed to sympathize for all of them complaining about being and and, and they weren't they weren't sitting and around in their really fun. they weren't sitting around in their really nice kitchens, you know, being upset about their marriages that they weren't working on, right? Like I, that, like that's what that that's the part I didn't like. So this is so literally the verge is what you described. There's a lot of sitting around kitchens dealing with like marriages and stuff, and so yeah, I what I. I kind of disappointed in that one, but the white, the white Lotus I liked because it really put a magnifying glass on how terrible these people were behaving. Also someone pooed in a suitcase. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you brought like Mike, what, he brought it also. I, like, I don't I, also, know what else you I want. Out I, of a television Lily, Lily is a really good person. If you go on vacation, Lily is one of those loyal friends who will fight you. <laughs> don't Antonio, make I don't think this you realize about me. me. I, no, no, I'm just going to say something. Antonio, I don't think you realize this. You really do have us now. We are at your back. Ask the previous guests. The mm -hmm. sibling, they, like, they're, they'll also be like, it's really weird. Once you do this show, like, you, these people you really are, you're in their family now. Um, Lily will, you I'll know, go to bat for you, Antonio. Go to bat for you randomly. I'll take over um, that comment section. Yeah, we'll take over the little in the comic section. You do not you. worry. But there was but a you don't give me the pineapple sweet when I paid for the pineapple sweet. <laughs> you're gonna hear about it. Like, Lily I'm sorry. I, I was literally he's the worst character in the show, and I kept being like to my husband, I kept being like, Hey, but they paid for it. So I understand <laughs> why he's so upset. Like, just give him the difference in the money at least. Like, it's not fair. Like, they fucking paid for it. My husband's like, hey, you're nuts. He's definitely the villain. And I was like, okay, he's the villain, but like it's a complex. The pineapple suite. Yeah, it's a complex. <laughs> and so then after we watched that show, there were several moments in the summer, because I spent four months with my siblings in the States this summer. That there were several moments where we had bought something or were arranging something. And I might have been a little bit like, well, that's not what they promised. And Becky Sharp was like, pineapple suite, take let it go. <laughs> take it down. Anyways, yeah. Whereas I'm like Mister, like it's okay, it's okay. You got the order wrong, and it's right. and the risotto is spoiled, and I will get food poisoning. It's fine. It's fine. Like, I'm sorry, it was probably my fault. It was something yeah, right. I, I should have ordered it. Thirty percent yes. tip. Thirty percent tip. My fault. I I I I literally tipped a guy who spilled a, a a Starbucks order. We had a meeting at my house for work, and a guy spilled a pumpkin spice latte all over my porch. It still smells like it. And I like over tipped him. <laughs> That's me. I'm so sorry for causing you the stress of spilling all over my <laughs> yes, porch. I, stir. Don't worry. Come back whenever you want. Don't come back. Whatever. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. So that okay. does say, that said a lot about White Lotus though that I feel like, you know, I know it wasn't everybody's cup of tea, but I think it did have something there that got people's attention. All right, Becky, you're... I'm, I'm going to keep it very brief because I stayed on topic for this week's Rex. Sorry. And the closest... I, first of all, I do, I do watch some scary movies. Like, I will watch them. But this week, I actually watched um, an episode of the Netflix show, The Movies That Made Us. And they have a really awesome episode about aliens. So the second one, Aliens, part two. Oh, cool. Alien, I aliens, that. Directed by... Um, Oh, what's his name again? What are you talking about? You are his biggest fan. No, You're I know. I forget. I forget. No, no, no. It's not him. I James Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron. I don't want to say You're Cameron Crowe, and I'm like, that's not the right him. person. First of all, I I have to say I have a soft spot for James Cameron movies, but um, it's such it's a so that was uh, that was a really fun, you know, Halloween like scary movie, not scary movie, uh, watch this week and. Uh, that's my only wreck. So I made up for how much time Lily took. Uh, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Antonia. Um, okay. I guess I'll do three wrecks. They're super random. And I'm not going to be, it's tempting just to like recommend the Universal Monsters. I won't do it, but like everyone should go out and watch all those movies. But okay, I'm going to start with the Happy Death Day movies, which I think like oh. in the 
horror community is like a lot of people really appreciate those movies, but I don't think a lot of people outside know of those films. And there's like three of them and they're like all really good and creative and different. So um, that's my number one. It's kind of like Groundhog Day, but also like a little bit of murder thrown in there. Are they um, funny? I'm a big horror comedy guy. That's the horror. Yes. I love. Okay. I love, there's something so great about like when you're, laughing but terrified at the same time i think that's like another plug for like why i like horror nights and those sort of haunted house things they're like a little bit hilarious and a little bit terrifying um i am also gonna recommend this is so random um but i've been watching a lot of muppets haunted mansion uh mm -hmm. which is just like sort of cute and funny um my girlfriend's kids like are obsessed with that movie so that's the one we've been watching every night uh, but like really cute and fun. And then uh, the last is a little bit of a self plug, but a documentary that I'm in called Carl Lemley uh, just aired on TCM. And I think that you can still go and like record and watch it. And I'm just like, I don't know, a little bit proud and excited. So my third plug is if you can watch Carl Lemley, go watch it. That is awesome. Nice. Absolutely. Check that out. I'm glad we, I'm glad you plugged it because if not, I was going to, that is super <laughs> awesome. I'm so glad we actually timed this for when it was just, it was just aired, right? It's, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It just aired, I think two nights ago. So that's super exciting. All right. Uh, I'm going to plug. So we, I made the kids watch one of my all time favorite Halloween movies. I saw it in the theater when I was very, when I was 10 or yeah, or before I was 10, it's probably about nine. Uh, Spaced Invaders from 1990. It is about a bunch of kids on Halloween. Uh, they're in a little town in Illinois and the uh, War of the Worlds is being played on their radio and these goofy, pretty inept Martian aliens hear it and think that the Martian invasion is happening in this town. And so they land on the town and these five little green men try to take over the town. And they're in these like the Muppety kind of Jim Henson -y outfits. I don't think it's Henson who did it, but it's from that era around the time that the Ninja Turtles movies. And there's lots of very dated pop culture jokes and, um, uh, there, there's lots of dated pop culture jokes and at the end of the movie, I asked my kids what they thought. And, and my older one looks at me and goes, dad, that was a rent. And my younger one says to me, the dubbing of the aliens was terrible, dad. So that was their review, but I <laughs> love serious it. critics. Those it was, two. it was you very, can't... it's a very cute, sweet movie. It is not scary. Nobody dies like the Harry Potter movies, but I will say at an hour and 40 minutes, it could use an edit pacing's a little slow uh pg for for movies i just recommend for this era pg psycho Gorman. that is i think the funniest horror comedy of the of this year and uh plug for our own show we did get to interview the director steve kostansky and uh so that's a fun episode of ours to listen to that is about kids who unearth a amulet and allows them to control an alien demon who's come to earth to destroy the planet and <laughs> It's not for kids, but it's really funny. Becky introduced me to the babysitter movies with Samara Weaving, and she gets an I Told You Show for those movies. I don't know if I officially gave it to you, but when you, you. I Told You Show is the highest Lily, award on I Friday Night Movie. Watch it. You should watch those this weekend. You get an Thank I you. Told You Show, Becky. I watched, I love them so much. Becky and I were together um, uh, up in Philly, and we watched both movies in one night. I watched the first one, and I just kept going to the second one. So good. And you and are because they're an hour and a half, you can watch them yeah. both in one night. So, Becky, like you, are, you are a genius. You? Samara Weaving is amazing. Lily, I, yes. I can't wait for you to watch them and give me an I told you show. I hope you Antonia, seen, you can text it, me and I told you so. It's fine. Oh, yeah, no, no I, I, yes, you told me show. I have seen them. Oh, I you've seen them, so then I don't get one. If you saw them on your own. I, I told you show is the highest award in our show. It's when someone convinces you to watch something you wouldn't already have seen, and then you have to call them a genius on the show, and they get that as an award. I'm so sorry. It's like the Great British I Baking Show. And, no, it's and, okay, but it's like Great British Baking where the award is just winning. Like we don't. Um, think but about a and Tony, you were gonna ask something. Winning. You're asking. Um, I can't remember now if it's called Ready or Not. Or oh, I that's like oh, one of our oh, big that's favorite. So good. That's actually one of our one. favorite shows of of our show. That one is one of our. Okay, about and that, then yeah. I don't think it's her, but there's also Better Watch Out, which I feel like is the same. It's um. Gotta check that out. I think it's called Better Watch Out. Uh, same like vibe. So I feel like if you if you liked all those other films, you would like that too. Not Samara Weaving though. I just looked it up. Oh, okay. All right, cool. But she's amazing. I hope they do a third one because I do need some resolution on the plot holes in the second one. And then last but not least, this is not Halloween related, but Becky and I, when we were at the con, we watched 
the other two, which is not an I told you show because I didn't need any convincing to watch that show. All you needed to say to me was Molly Shannon and the dude from Bajillion Dollar Properties. Um, uh, and uh, but it does fall under our category of show indipity, which is the right show at the right time, which was siblings on a trip together, uh, uh, kind of doing a pop culture thing. We watched half the second season together. I hadn't even seen the first season. I've restarted from the beginning. I love every minute of that show. It is adorable. It is amazing. It is so funny. And there are moments in that show where I'm like, it is like a, like a slightly shifted non-Jewish lens and it could be our family. No, there's certain <laughs> lines where I'm like, I turned, I turned to Chai and said, Chai, did we write this? Did we or write did someone this watch us? And like, there's a couple of times because where the siblings call, like talk wrote, to each other like, and I'm like, Someone has been listening to our phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> or certain things that Molly Shannon does where I'm like, are they spying on mom? That's weird. Oh, yeah. I mean, if our mom had a show, it would be a lot like Molly Shannon in that second session. Yeah. But is it that called, second like, season. Pat? Is that what yeah. it is? But more Cuban and Jewish. But um, just the fact that she FaceTimes her kids on her TV show yeah. every day. I she mean, is like, so like pure and sweet and perfect on that show. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Love it. Okay, let's do our socials and our and our and our goodbyes. We've taken so much of your time extra. Thank you, Antonia. Antonia, where can people follow you? All the things, tell us. All the things. Uh, YouTube.com slash Antonia Carlotta. My YouTube is called Universally Me. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, pretty much anywhere else. Just look up and at Antonia Carlotta, and I'm going to spell that out, uh, A-N-T-O-N-I-A-C-A-R-L-O-T-T-A. -T -T -A. Awesome. Just look for me everywhere. Awesome. There's only and one we of will me. have all of the links. We'll, we, will, we will have links in Antonia's name in our show notes, so they will take you to the YouTube channel. Thank you. And Lily. We're going to spell you mine here. out. Can you hear me? I mean, we can hear nice. you touching the, the, the headphones Sorry. all the time. Sorry, I no, just no, yeah, keep touching it. Keep touching, touching it. it. Keep touching it. No, yeah, oh, that, good, good. Like, like oh, mom great. walking on the street and talking to us. That's the. Sorry, I, I missed miss the sound, the sound of you guys. touching it. Please. Something happened to my mic. Please grab. I'm going to spell it. mine out too. Um, there's also only one of me. Uh, it's Chi Chi C H I C H I K Gomez, like Gomez Adams from the Adams family. Uh, might, Antonio, look at Antonio's face. You now have to explain it. We have a guest. It's a, it's we have a, polite company. It's a long story, yeah. but the point is that my no, so Chi Chi is her Chi Chi is her it's middle name. That's it. It's not my middle and name. And Gomez is her husband's last name. Okay, so when I was, I don't have a middle name, but Becky and Shai do. But I was not given one. And I guess since our mom is Cuban, we have like some sort of Latin influence in our family. And I, as a child, gave myself the middle name Chi Chi. And it's it stuck till today. And it's stuck like glue. The gift that keeps giving. Such that yeah. Becky's kids call Lily Tia Chi Chi. Tia Chi Chi. Um, oh, so, I, yeah, I can't seem to get away from that. And then um, I, I don't know if Chi Chi Corman wasn't, was taken or I just didn't want to use my last name on Twitter. <laughs> so I used my husband's last name. No, Chi Chi Gomez was taken. Chi Chi Gomez was taken, right? Yeah. So then I, I was like, I'm going to use my husband's last name. So I'll use Gomez, but it was taken, so I had to add the K. So that's yeah. why it's Chi Chi K Gomez, which in retrospect, I really should have rethought that. Oh my God, I love it. That's you can follow me on Twitter mm -hmm. at Paper BK Princess. Which Becky's comes from the Robert Munch paperback classic princess. feminist the paper children's bag princess. book, The Paper Bag Princess. And Paper Bag Princess. Have, have you ever heard that we, one, I, Antonia? Oh, a so book. there's a store or there was a store in LA called Paper Bag Princess because that's where I bought my prom dress in high school. So the but name I, comes I didn't from realize this really, a, really awesome book. A, really the book is amazing. If you can get your hands on favorite character book. in the entire world. And but Paper Bag Princess, I think, didn't fit on Twitter. Yeah, or Twitter like, has character like limits. Character limit, so it's Paper BK Princess. I see. I wasn't sure if it was like a Burger King reference. This is her initials. Oh, this is my initials, but I get that a lot. Maybe you should have been paper B. Oh, no, B was probably taken. But in short, you want to just summarize that story so we don't get to tell it that often. You told it a lot last weekend. Just tell that what? story quickly. Which story? Paper story Princess. Quickly. Oh, um, okay. The it's actual story? Robert Munch's story? Yeah. 
Oh, I mean, okay, it's a last line a of that story is said in this house a lot. A very fancy princess, and a dragon comes and burns down her castle and steals her prince. And she goes to get her prince back, but all there's left for her to wear is a dirty paper bag. And she goes and she outsmarts the dragon and she saves the prince. And he's like, "You look like a bum." And she's like, no, "You're a bum." He, no, he goes. No, you, he goes. Come back like, to save me when you're when, you when your you hair look, cleaned you up like and you. And you and look like goes, a real princess. He goes, you're a bum. And then she dumps him and runs she off goes, into the sunset. You might own. have nice hair and nice clothes, but Ronald, you you're are a, a bum. bum. And then it ends and it says, and they didn't get married after all. And she well, just like my, is hopping since down Since I was road. a little, little girl is my favorite story. I love it's it. The paperback princess. It's a great book. All right. Um, and with that, uh, you can follow me at Pancake for Table on Twitter. That's Pancake. Let's be good shy. Four. That's because shy always orders a pancake for the. Oh my table. God! Enough with the origin stories today. <laughs> that is I true. need to know where my siblings every, come from. I I, I, I believe I family bonding. I believe I invented the concept uh, well over fifteen years ago at a diner in New York, and. Um, uh, yeah, anyways, um, so uh, I, I pancake for table. That's pancake and the number four table on Twitter and Instagram. I can uh, you can follow all the Friday night movie shenanigans at Fry Night Movie. You can follow the organizations that we support in the show notes. Uh, the theme music is by a band called What Does It Eat? And we have a mailing list that you can subscribe to on our website. Friday night movie pod.com. We promise you no more than one email a month. In fact, we haven't sent an email out in a very long time. So you're definitely not going to get spam, but you will get opportunities for giveaways. You will get curated playlists of our episodes because we've been doing this for four years now and it's really hard to go scrolling through those episodes, but we're, we're going to be doing some themed playlists and things like that. So I think you'll enjoy them. And with that, a huge thank you to Antonia Carlotta and her, um, and you got to check out her amazing uh, YouTube channel, Universal Me, Becky and Lily. I love you, my sisters. You're the best. Thank you for doing this every week. Bye. Hey, guys. Bye. So nice to meet you. So nice to meet you, Antonia. Bye. Bye. Nice meeting you. Thank you.